And here we go. Welcome back to Nothing to Say, the fans podcast. We are on episode something. And uh, my goodness, you know, Sam, it's been a while. It's been a while since it's just been you and me. So I, I apologize for anybody who's expecting a guest because we, uh, we don't have them for you. So sorry. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and um, let's, uh, I, I, uh, I feel, I feel obligated, I feel obligated because he was just, he was just on the show. He's just on the show, and he's and he's my client as well. Sam, your dad, public shout out has uh, has been coming to my gym. Uh, been working out, been working really hard, and uh, just had his uh, first assessment, and uh, he's down about seven pounds. I am I'm so proud of him. Uh, knowing my dad for almost 21 years now, <laughs> which make which makes sense. Uh, almost. Almost the entirety I've known him, he's always had the same mantra of he's just got to get into the gym and get in shape. And God, gosh darn it, he's doing it. And yeah, I'm so and, proud of him. And you know what? He cut three from – so he ran a mile. His first mile and a half that he ran uh, at the at MD, he ran it, I believe – I don't remember exactly what the time was. But he cut uh, this next mile and a half, the one that he ran about six weeks later this weekend. He cut – Three minutes and four seconds off his mile and a half time in a month. Um, so he's down to about, I think it was like 1220 something for his mile and a half. Um, so he's freaking, he's freaking crushing it. Absolutely crushing it. So, so that I, assessment was only after a month? Yeah, we put him on about every six, seven weeks. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, so uh, just a way to, to sort of keep, just keep people accountable and, uh, Check well, just check their measurements. Really, body fat, weight, um, and they can choose to do the full assessment or part of the assessment. It's up to them. Most people come in and just get measured. Um, so yeah, I don't know when his um, membership's going to expire, but I think he's doing month to month. I think that was the update. Is that what right? it is? Yeah, I think he's doing month to month. Yeah, he was good. Oh gosh, he talked. When did I talk to him? Uh, I think just like last weekend, he was like trying to uh, make a deal with the owner to see if like if he painted if oh, he painted a wall or something like he that. He talked he talked to him about that already. Actually. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, use your resources and skills out there cuz that's that's some that's a very creative way of paying for something and getting it is. what you want, to it be is. honest. I don't know what they had settled on. I don't think they settled on anything yet. Um, I think he might stay in his ear a little bit, but uh, there are definitely some walls in MD that could that could it maybe not yet. But uh, there are a couple walls that, that could use a just a. Not- is it the exterior or interior? The interior. And it's not like the interior of MD is like beat up by any means. Like it's it looks really good, but there are a couple couple spots where you go, oh yeah, well they they could use a little little touch. It would just be tough because they would have to shut down. Well, I mean either that either they would have to shut down for like a couple of days, or he would work when they're close something like that because they can't really have the store the place open and having classes while someone's painting in there yeah which it just makes it really tough it would maybe have to be on like a sunday when the gym a sunday or saturday when the gym closes at two Mm. and then it would have to be like from two to whatever so but honestly i mean i I think to me that's a win-win situation you're getting like my dad is getting uh membership and then the um, uh, Fitness MD is getting a wall painted for free. Yeah, why not? Uh, I'm uh, I'm not obviously not in charge of the business, not my call, but I don't see any. I mean, 
I don't see a problem with it. <laughs> so, but not my gym. So, um, it will be one day. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, um, by the way, Natalie's working there now. Working? Yeah, she's working there. She's working in childcare. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's really. Um, good. It's like a family business now. You're gonna get a your dad a job and your mom a job. Yeah, you go all carpool to work every day. Yeah, no, but dad's still dad's still working, mom's still working, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, Natalie and I are there, so that's cool. That's really cool. Um, so, what'd you do this week, dude? Like, it's been uh, I haven't really talked to you that much this week. Well, I got sick this weekend. Everybody's getting sick. I feel like. Well, I mean, it wasn't as bad as the last time I got sick because I took some Nyquil, um, Saturday night. And I got, like, a full 10 hours, maybe 11 hours, and I felt great after. And then I got, like, another 10 hours last night. So I feel great today. Oh, that's nice. Um, but I could just tell, like, I was getting the beginnings of a of a cold. Yeah, Natalie got hit with one bad. She's been feeling under the weather for, like, a week now. It was just weird, because isn't it nice there? Yeah. I mean, it was 70 degrees today. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, although, honestly, I was driving because I drove to Safeway today. And as I was driving there, I was in sweatpants and like a long sleeve shirt. And I'm like roasting in the truck. And I was like, it's February. <laughs> like, I, like I, I already like I feel like cold weather just got here. And then it's 70 degrees today. And I was like, this is crap. Like I, I it needs to stay cold for like all of February most of March, and then in April, then it can start being warming. This was one of the nicest summers, I mean, uh, winters that I've been here. It was, oh, like, really? one of the easiest. Like, last year it snowed, but this year there was no snow, there was barely any rain, and it was, like, it was really, it's been, like, really nice for a week now. Just sunny and uh, nice hot 50. <laughs> Yo, I'm all down. 50's amazing. That's perfect. I mean, it's, the sun's out, but, like, it's not warm at all. At That's all. Fine. That's fine. I'd be all down here. We'll just, we'll, you know what, we'll swap places. You come to live in California for a little bit, and I'll go live in Oregon. That's fine. Can you take my classes and go to work for me, too? Mm, so we'd have to, like, totally switch lives, then. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, no, because I don't think Jenna would appreciate that, but. I don't think she would, either. Um, I think I could stand in for maybe a month, but I mean, I don't think mm, I would do as good. No, nah, there's job, no, so. there's no replacement. <laughs> <laughs> there's no substitute. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness gracious! I couldn't, uh, I couldn't rep- replicate these. You couldn't uh, fill these these shoes over here. <laughs> yeah, well, there are a lot of different places we could go with that, and I'm not gonna <laughs> venture down that. Um. So yeah, I had a pretty uh, had a pretty lackluster week. I mean, nothing, nothing too, uh, nothing too crazy. Um, just work and school. Um, and uh, yeah, Natalie got hit pretty hard with a with a, a cold. It was it was bad. She was she was out for I don't know for about a week probably. But nobody else got it. It was just her. Like everybody else, oh, that's good. everybody else is good. <laughs> it was just her. Um, well, I'm just I'm just sad because I missed a really good All Star weekend this weekend. 
Yeah, I was kind of bummed too. Just I at least missed the All Star game. So let's let's dive right into that. Um, did you watch the three point contest? I was working, so I had to watch highlights of it. The three point contest was really fun, actually. Really fun. Yeah, I well, really fun because uh, Buddy Heald won. So finally, something for the Sacramento Kings to sort of celebrate. Yeah. Um, that was nice, but Buddy it was, buckets. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, and I, uh, the thing, the thing that was new about the three point contest was they added that um, three point. Um, uh, well, I know it's they're the all Mount, three point. The Mountain Dew. Uh, do shot or something like that? Yeah, something like that. So I'm sure 99% of you know, who are listening, know how the three-point contest works. They're shooting three-point shots, but a regular basketball is worth one point. The money ball is worth two. This do shot, which was farther back um, uh, away from the three-point line, uh, was worth three points. And they only had <clears throat> two shots um, for that. So it was an extra Two do shots. Yeah, two do shots. So it was an extra six points that they could mm-hmm. earn. I uh, I didn't know how I was gonna uh, I didn't know if I was gonna like that. I thought it was kind of cool, actually. It is cool. Because um, you think about it, the amount of people who in the league who take shots from that far away. You know, you got Lillard, Steph, Luca, um, Trey Young, Trey Young, even Buddy will throw it up from that far. Um, yeah. Nemanja has shot from like Serbia. Oh my gosh! <laughs> he take yeah he takes shots from way. It's a set there. shot for him. Yeah. Um, so I think from that from that standpoint, it made complete sense to have a shot back there because guys already take, especially like like Lil Dame. Dame takes like three from. Well, that imagine spot. If, imagine if Steph was in that. Like that would have been easy. Yeah, for that's, him. Yeah, that's like perfect range for him. Um, so that was that was interesting. I really liked that. Um, I did not know who Devonte Graham was. You don't? Was, no, he was in. He's going to be most improved player of the year. Yeah, I did not recognize his name, actually. Hornets, uh, he played at Kansas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he shot pretty well. Um, didn't do great. Um, but uh, I I always like having guys in the three-point contest. Because, um, you know, you got all the big-name players playing in the All-Star game. But I like I like the three-point contest in the sense that you get guys like, you know, like him and Duncan Robinson. Uh, maybe not super big-name guys, but like... I mean, they're good at their craft, and that's why they're there. Um, mm-hmm. So I appreciate the the three point contest in uh, in that sense. Um, and yeah, the final finals ended up being uh, Booker, Buddy, and um, Bertans. Bertans, yeah. So if your name, if you had a B in your name, you were good. <laughs> <laughs> you were good. <laughs> uh, Booker absolutely went off in that first round, um, and uh, so did Buddy. Bertans was like. Bertans was like just consistent throughout the whole thing. Buddy and Booker like went on um, streaks. Like Buddy was nine for his last ten <laughs> to get twenty-seven, um, and then Bertans was just kind of like he was just kind of splashing it throughout the whole thing. He had um, his money rack is what saved him because he hit all five on his money rack, mm-hmm. um, and I think he went nine for his last ten as well. But then before that, he was just kind of like sort of he didn't he didn't miss like a lot in a row he made a lot of shots um and then why'd he lose why'd he lose because buddy's yeah. buddy's buckets dude buddy is buckets and zach levine being in three-point contest i thought that was kind of cool 
Yeah. Do you think? Uh, do you think he's ever going to win a three point contest? Oh sure. Why not? It'd be tough. Well, I'm not saying why not, but I think it'd be tough. I think it'd be tough with all the shooters that are in the league. Well, I mean, Steph might stop doing it. Booker might stop doing it. Buddy might not do it next year. Clay might not do it again. Like, it's pretty wide open. I feel like. Got Joe Harris. Stud. Dude, he's baller. <laughs> I I don't know. So if you're if you're the reigning champion from so the, from three a three point, point contest, contest, and then you come in and you don't even get to the finals, are you mad or are you just like, eh, I won last year? I mean, I think it really depends on if uh, Buddy's an all-star next year, which probably won't happen because he's kind of trash. Yeah. Whoa, I didn't say No, I didn't say that. He's a max player. He's a star. Um, (laughs) He is a bench player. (laughs) Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I don't know if you can really be mad in that situation. I feel like it's not that, like, it's like you're just there to have a good time, you know? Yeah. And if he's already got one trophy, it's like, well, at least he's not Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Yeah. And before we get to, before we get to that real quick, I think if you're the NBA, like this three-point contest went went perfectly. Like it went exactly well, how you if would it had want bigger it to. names. Well, no, just in terms of drama, like winning on like winning the contest on the last shot. But I think if if the NBA were to drop its ideal uh, three-point contest, it'd be like Steph versus KD in the final or something like that. You know, like the the performances were good. It was just not the draw that they maybe would have felt. Because really, who cares about Buddy Heald and Bertans? I mean, Devin Booker is the biggest name and he plays in Phoenix. True. I think Booker's big enough to get an audience though. And I think people probably, I would imagine a lot of people were watching the three-point contest because over the past couple of seasons, the three-point contest has been just and I don't know if that's a product of the dunk contest the past few years being lackluster, but the three-point contest has been fun the past couple of years. Um, I mean, you got you had guy like you had guy like Joe Harris winning the three-point contest. Like, who's Joe Harris? And then Buddy Heald winning the three-point contest. You know, I actually who's, who's Buddy Heald? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I enjoy the fact that we have some like not no-name guys, but just guys who aren't Steph and who aren't Clay and who aren't KD. Or Dame, I enjoy that. I'm just that saying that would three point contest that would raise the the level of the three point contest for sure. I it would probably get more views, yeah. Um, like if you had Clay go out and score 28, and then Steph goes out and scores 29 to beat him, I think that would be much bigger than what we saw. But I mean, it was a good, it was a great performance, a lot of drama throughout. Right. Good performances, too. Yeah, speaking of good performances and drama, let's get to the dunk contest. You don't want to talk about the Rising Stars game? Mm, I didn't watch the Rising Stars game at all. So, so I've got one problem with the Rising Stars game, okay? Go ahead. So it, it got down to um, Luca was just taking step-back threes the whole time, right? <laughs> and um, the U.S. team was way ahead. And this this is the first time I've seen uh, Rui Hachimura play, mm-hmm. and he's he's really good. But does he know how to dribble basketball? He looks like the slowest so. player on the court dribbling the basketball. And I know he's going to get like way better, but it's just weird because I haven't seen him, and I expected him to be a lot better. 
But mm-hmm. um, so towards the end, have you seen the the end highlights where John Moran and Zion were trying to do like their own their crazy dunks? Yeah. So if I'm a ref and it, it the the, cl- the clock is still going and this is a live game and Zion <laughs> picks up the ball, dribbles, picks up the ball again, dribbles, picks up the, like. You just can't call that, huh? <laughs> this is why the NBA has poor officiating. You can't even call a simple double dribble. <laughs> and is that not a travel for Jaw to throw it up and then go and, oh gosh, just poor officiating throughout the whole game? It was ridiculous. This is why the world team lost. If they can't even call simple double dribbles, then how are we supposed to expect? our players to try to the best of their abilities. <laughs> you yeah. Didn't know that was coming, huh? You I didn't know. <laughs> I know I didn't. <laughs> uh, I think it actually would have been hilarious to have if a they referee. called it. Yeah, to have a referee go, nah, that's a travel, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, you no, just no, took no. like five steps. <laughs> Yo, Zion, then, no, 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 no. That's, that's the world team's fault. Yeah, like, you were at the three-point line, and you're in the key. You took, like, five. No, give me the ball. <laughs> give me the, I don't care. I don't care. And then Jaw to come down and try to get, nope, same thing. Give me no, the ball. No, 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 no. Do you guys even know how to play basketball? What are you doing? <laughs> that would have been really fun. Why are you here? <laughs> um, I think that would have been hilarious. Yeah, so I thought that was the funniest part of the Rising Stars game. That, that the, is... the officials. Like, how? I'm wondering. How does that get communicated to the officials? They're like, hey, yo, just stop calling the game at this point. Like, just stop calling it. Because it, it, all it takes is one guy to blow his whistle, and that whole thing's ruined. That's true. Yeah, and then the, the fun's, like, taken out of it. Yeah. Well, so actually, I, well, and to be fair, like, um, Zion, like, missed, like, all of his dunks <laughs> when he tried. So, <laughs> poor, poor Zion, because, like, the dude was obviously tired. That's the mo- This is the first back-to-back he's played. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was the most he's, like, the longest stretches he was given was in Probably. this game. If you give him the opportunity to do those same dunks in the beginning of the game, no I'll doubt in my mind down. he makes those. Yeah. yeah, he throws them down. Which they would have been sick dunks. Yeah, they would have been that under the light. Yeah, the, the, the one, the first one that he tried. Yeah. Um, the one that uh, was it in under the leg three sixty? I believe so. Yeah, I mean it was a dunk contest type of dunk. Uh-huh. Um, it probably would have got a fifty. Probably. Well, you would. Well, we can talk about that. What should have and shouldn't have gotten fifties um, <laughs> in this dunk contest. First of all, um, with Dwight Howard being in the, I was like, he. Was I thought he was so, going to be a lot better. Yeah, he was like not good. <laughs> that first dunk that was he Connie did the, better than him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The uh, that first like Statue of Liberty dunk that he did was that was kind of cool. No, it was not. <laughs> I'm watching it right now again. Oh it, no, it was a 360 windmill. That would have looked a, so cool. Yeah, the windmill would have looked the, cool. But... Uh, no, the uh, Zion. Oh, the Zion one. The Zion one. Uh, uh, yep, carry. Yep, travel. Oh, and then he goes between the legs. Off a of self value. Okay. Yeah. Just got to get that right. Right. This is a close game. It's 127 to 151. These calls are what makes the difference. <laughs> Poor officiating throughout the whole year. 
Yeah, you know what? We just, I mean, we should file a complaint, sternly worded letter. Look, NBA officiating. Where's the two-minute report for this game? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> they were talking about being transparent. No, but but Dwight definitely looked like he had no interest in winning this, no, this dunk contest. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> that first Statue of Liberty dunk was like, okay. And then he totally mails it in with the whole, yeah, we get it. You're Superman, and you did that that one time. And it nah, was nah, nowhere nah, nah. near as good as. Oh no! It was one. so. It was like way worse. Yeah, it wasn't even like even sort of entertaining. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No. Like it wasn't. Damn, um, okay. So. Yo, but the the Pat Connington um, white man can't jump. That was. Awesome. That was awesome. I was he got what, like a forty five on it? Uh I thought that was so cool. Yeah, the fact that he went all out and dressed up for the guy had the shorts on, the the whole backwards hat and everything. Um, that was cool. And that I got bunnies. I for think a white the, guy. The thing I actually think so right before that, um Jones ended up doing that jump over uh his teammate. Uh-huh. Um, but he, he pushed off his teammate, right? A bio. Yeah, he he jumped over a bio and put his hand on his yeah, shoulder. Yeah, and freaking uh, Covington right here did not push off uh, uh, over his dunk. Now, granted, the guy who he jumped over was uh, shorter. That was, I think that's Christian Yelich, right? Was it? I think so. No way. I thought. Take a look at it. I'm taking it. I'm trying. I just it's, looked at the the Jones one. I know that that is Christian Yelich. Yeah, look at me. But he's whoa. To I think the dunk that Pat does is cooler than the one that Derek does. But Derek took off and jumped over Adebayo, who's taller from a farther distance away. He was farther, but he didn't push off, and Covington did not push off. Con- Connington. Connington, sorry, my bad. Robert Covington was not. In- no, he was not. <laughs> I think that look- dunk was sick, though. Nor do they look anything alike. But um, Maybe if but- he, like, windmilled it, two-hand windmill, that would have been sick. No, I, I think I like Connington's dunk more just because he didn't push off. I understand that Jones jumped farther away. And Yo, I kind of like the fit, the fit, though. Well, I know the white man can't jump thing was awesome. <laughs> was awesome. So Jones's dunk got a forty-six, six, and then yeah, this one got a forty-five. It was better, in my opinion. Yeah, and then I think so. And then the real winner of the dunk contest, or it should have been, Gordon comes up and he does his under the legs uh, reverse dunk, which was awesome. But first, he just starts out with an absolute no-brain fifty. Yeah. That was so cool. Yeah, that was. Uh, he, Let's I, people know. As soon as as soon as he did his first dunk, I was like, "Man, he!" I I was so pulling for him on this. Like, I wanted him to win so bad. Um, and that that under the legs reverse dunk uh, was awesome. And they have like when he's in midair and his leg is like fully extended, how high he is off the ground is just so. He's so impressive. And I think what makes it more impressive to me is just Aaron Gordon's not a small dude. He oh. is a, he is a that's a lot of 
mass to be moving through the air. That that Dwight Superman dunk got a forty nine. Uh yeah, I think so. That's highway robbery. Yeah, the fact that that got a forty nine and then the taco dunk got a forty seven. Oh, and the Connington. That's right. I totally forgot about when he hits it off the backboard, then dunks it. Yeah. Oh man. So Dwight Howard didn't even shouldn't have even been in the competition. Get out of here, Dwight. Nobody cares. Um, but yeah, Connington's dunk where he tapped it off the backboard was off. Jumps and, over Giannis, who, by the way, and again didn't push off of Giannis. Didn't even touch him. No, not even, not even kind of. I actually missed him tapping it off the backboard live. I did the first, yeah, the first time I was like, oh, that's kind of a sad finish. Well, it was, it was this, I thought it was, I was like, he just did the same dunk <laughs> that he did the first one. And then they showed, and then one of the announcers was like, did he tap it off the backboard? And I was like, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> if so jumped, if we're, <laughs> if, if we're thinking about yawn, this, if we're thinking about this correctly, it, Kind of seems like okay that that Derek Jones Jr. D- second dunk was kind of sick though, but Connington should have been in the final because his first dunk was better than Derek Jones Jr. and then they both got fifties on the second. Yeah, I actually and Derek Jones, uh, Derek Jones second dunk was was awesome. The fact that he was going yeah. the other way, the fact that, that he was going the other way, that was sick. Um, but his first dunk, I thought Connington's first dunk was actually better. Yeah, I agree. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so there's the first flaw in the dunk contest. We figured out who the real finalist should have been. Connington uh, versus Gordon. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So then we got Aaron Gordon coming up for um, round two. With Chance. Using Chance all night. Oh, I know. Which was cool. Like, I hope Chance um, was told but prior. He didn't just I, show I up hope, and then... I hope he wasn't. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, be like, hey, do you want to just, like, hold this he for didn't me? sign up for that. They're like, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, and Gordon going up over him and then coming back the other way with the dunk was just... was awesome. And so we ended up having Gordon and Jones in the final, and their dunk-offs... Uh, their dunk-off was awesome. Who... Um, okay, we don't... We can answer. Keep this question in mind. Whose dunk off was better, the Gordon Levine or Gordon Jones? I thought it was the Gordon Levine one. I I thought so too. Yeah. The first of all, Aaron Gordon's dunk over the mascot against Zach Levine, in my he puts opinion, puts it under both of his. Yeah, legs. in my opinion, is the best dunk to have oh, ever yeah. happened in a dunk contest. Like I've seen almost every dunk contest dunk. That that was at least in my opinion, that's my favorite, and it's not even kind of close. It's it's crazy because maybe this is recency bias, but it feels like Aaron Gordon is the best dunk contest performer of all time, and he hasn't won one. Yeah, and what's sad is that he's won, he's lost on the same dunk twice because Levine, his oh my final gosh. dunk was Stupid a free throw, free throw line. line. Free throw line windmill, and then Derek, same thing. Um, and I feel like Derek Jones kept doing sort of the same dunk. He, he goes kept... between the legs on like almost every dunk. Yeah, there was like Gordon. Gordon was doing different, different types of dunks. Like his windmill one that he did off the uh, off the backboard was awesome. 
Um, and <laughs> Markel Fultz, by the way, um, that first toss that he did um, off the backboard was horrible. <laughs> it, was, it was so bad. I was like, oh, man, don't ruin this for this guy. <laughs> Markel Fultz, like, just looks like a guy that uh, that maybe partakes in the in the hemp. <laughs> That's the, first time that, that's the first time that word's been used on the show. <laughs> Probably the first and only. <laughs> Probably. No, but his back, off-the-backboard windmill dunk was, I thought, ten times cooler than anything Jones did. And it was sort of a throwback to the dunk he did um, a couple years ago when he caught it with the mascot. Spinning? Yeah, yeah. the mascot spinning? It was kind okay, of the, the same thing. How about the, the off-the-backboard between the legs but for Jones? That was a cool dunk. I, I that was it. sick. But again, it was like he's jumping over a guy and goes between the legs. Again, he yeah. did that like three times. And then this one where he went so, and then he had one. Um, he also went off the uh, side of the backboard. Uh-huh. He went off the side of the backboard under the legs. Now, if you're comparing both off the side of the backboard dunks, Gordon's was a thousand times better. <laughs> Because he's all he's doing is just catching it and going under the legs, which was the same dunk he did previously. Like it was literally the same thing, just at a different angle. Um, and so Gordon ended up losing this dunk contest for, and I'm sure 99 percent of you know that. But his overall score was higher than Jones's over the over the course of the entire contest. He had more points, and he ended up losing. There's something inherently wrong with that. Like that, I was actually frustrated that he ended up losing, even though he had a higher overall score. Like that doesn't seem right in any aspect of competition. You know, it just doesn't make it. They gotta fix the dunk contest rules. Like there should be different parameters for fifties, right? Mm -hmm. Like not all fifties are created equal. No. No, no, no. So they should be able to differentiate between 50s and just say, hey, that one was better. Well, and heading into the dunk-off, Gordon was 4 for 4 on his dunks. He had four fifties. Yeah. Um, And Jones did not. So he he had won the first four rounds. Well, that doesn't – I don't think that really means – I don't think that means that he should have won outright. It just – it's just tough when – oh, gosh. And it's just – it just sucks because Gordon's last dunk, I think most people agree, was better than Jones's last dunk. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. What are we doing here? You're jumping over a seven-foot-five guy. Like is isn't the dunk contest supposed to showcase like dunks that no one else in the world can do? Yeah, I don't think the I think the list of people that can jump over Taco Fall and dunk is very slim. <laughs> and yeah, if that's not a fifty. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It might just be Aaron Gordon and list. You never know. Like maybe maybe Jones can get over him too, but I. You know what would be cool for a dunk-off? If both guys attempted the same dunk. Like, they played horse. Mm -hmm. 
I think that would actually be more interesting than because I feel like that would show who actually is the best. I feel like I agree with that too. Have them do the same difficulty dunk and just whoever misses whoever misses first? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, whoever gets two misses. So two misses on the dunk? Yeah. That could take a while, depending on the dunk. Well, I mean, that just means as the guy that's setting the bar, you gotta choose like a hard dunk that's in your arsenal. True. Right. So you so you'd have to go like so if you and I were in a dunk off, so like I would dunk and say Oh well no, maybe like they judge both guys on the same dunk. Mm. No, that wouldn't be fair though. That wouldn't no, be I fair. Kinda, I kind of like your idea though. So like, let's just, let's play this out as a hypothetical. Let's say you and I were in a contest, right? And I yeah. did a dunk and then you did a dunk. Yeah. It would switch then after you would do a dunk and then I would do a dunk. Right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's what you're saying. Cool. Okay. So we're on the same page there. No, I agree with that. And then what? You'd have to be like, I don't know. You get like two chances to do that same dunk. But, oh, gosh, it would be it, – honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, because I feel like doing a dunk that you've never practiced before would be, like, near impossible. Well, yeah, I, well – Because whoever gets the honors first could just do a dunk that they know they definitely can do, and then the other guy maybe hasn't attempted a dunk like that ever. Maybe. Which wouldn't be very fair. I don't know. Well, there was talk in the broadcast about splitting the title. Like, I think I think they had done, like, three dunks in a row, or I don't remember how many they did, but they were on their, like, second to last one. And then every the guys on the broadcast were like, we just need to stop this. Like, we'll just both give them the title. Oh, my gosh. It was, it was Reggie and Kenny, right? Yeah. They were, they were like... Oh, I feel bad for Derek Jones. Like he lost because of a judging, and then Aaron Gordon's score came out, and they're like, "What? what yeah, are you that kidding was, me? That was he the jumped thing. over Taco. Yeah, that was the thing too. The audible gasp that came out of everybody in that arena when he got a forty-seven was insane. It was Chadwick, Scotty, and D Wade. I think so. Yeah. You like how uh, D Wade was a judge? I didn't mind it. I think for one of his teammates. I think that uh, NBA players. I think it should be honestly only NBA players on the panel. That was weird that they had actors, and the, so they had Common and Chadwick, which was really weird. Yeah, um, I I definitely think it should only be. You know what it should be? It should be only people who have competed in a dunk contest. Well, that could have the opposite effect because then it could have like, oh, I mean, I could do that dunk, so like, I'm not going to score that as, you know, true. But then it could also have the opposite of what you're saying and go, oh, I understand the difficulty of that dunk. But you say that Scotty Pippen, there's no way ever in his life he would be able to jump over Taco Fall, and he scored that no. as a nine. No, D Wade. What do you score think that the thought process? was for that like are you do you think they marked it as a nine because they're saying he didn't clear him yeah yeah because i think um because taco like his hands get caught in gordon's groin area which is kind of a mad sentence but 
<laughs> but um, you're telling me Aaron Gordon jumped over a man, got a hand job, and finished the dunk, and they don't give that a 10? <laughs> Whatever. I mean, he just, he was he all over the place. He was the guy that got action that night. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, but I think that's what it was, because it looks like he didn't clear him. And I could see how. Yeah, and it, but when you go back to the replay, which I'm sure they all have, you can tell he cleared him. It was his hand that he clicked. Which is at what, like 7-7? Seven, seven? Sorry, he couldn't jump over a 7-7. Seven, seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I don't understand. Yeah, it's so just weird. I, there was something inherently wrong with the fact that he had a higher overall score. It wasn't even necess- in my opinion, it wasn't even necessarily that the dunk didn't get scored at fifty. It was the fact that Gordon, through the course of the entire contest, had more points than Jones and ended up losing. Like by by letter of the law and by um, I don't know math, he did better. <laughs> <laughs> math. <laughs> Um, he did better. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. And he's done now. Yeah. And I don't blame him one bit. I don't blame him at all. Oh gosh. No, no, I, I don't blame him at all. Um, cause wh- why go back? Why go back? I don't know. Cause are you in the same boat? Like, I think he should have won the Levine one too. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. So there's it's just, it's just weird. He keeps losing to guys that do the same dunk. I know that's the in ir- different positions. That's the ironic part is that that was that he lost on pretty much the same dunk. But Zach Levine in that dunk off was doing the same like the same exact things. And so was Jones in his. He was just going under the legs. That's what I'm saying. Oh my gosh, NBA. I'm sorry, Eric. fix the sorry, Aaron contest. Gordon. Yeah, Aaron Gordon. I know you're listening, buddy. And. Like, we just want to say, we're sorry. We're seriously sorry. Fishing horse. Yeah. The, the, the dunk cuts, for as many good changes as they made this year, and we didn't even get to the All-Star game, as many good changes as they made this year, that, that's, that's a bad look. Like, it is a bad look. Um, and hopefully, hopefully it's something that they can fix going, on, going forward. Um, yeah. Because they uh, they made a change to the All Star game, and it, did you like it? I did actually, and I also really like the fact that they um, that uh, if their team won the quarter, then they won like a hundred thousand dollars for their charity that they were playing for. Wait, 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 wait! We're talking about a multi billion dollar company, a hundred thousand dollars NBA. <laughs> We really like. I know it's charity and all, and like you're not supposed to feel ungrateful, but they could probably they could probably pass out. A that's mil. like a hundred bucks. Yeah, they could probably pass. They could probably pass out a mil Wait, per quarter. That's yeah. like that's like ten dollars. Yeah, they could they could probably pass out a million dollars per per quarter. But hey, like, you know what? Come on. Hey, you know what? It uh, the format change that they made it it got the guys playing. Uh, Hard. Hard at the end of the game. And whatever whatever change you need to make to make them play hard in the All-Star game, you're good. <laughs> you're good. That's all you need. Because the All-Star game has been such a joke over the past couple years. To actually have a game where Team Giannis only scored 22 points in the fourth quarter, <laughs> like, 
you got them playing hard and yeah. putting a, putting a score limit like that. Um, winning on a free throw is kind of bogus. Oh my, oh, bro! What a letdown. Yeah, it was kind of bogus. <laughs> like clear out, let LeBron go just at Giannis. I want to see it. This is what we all came to see. This is why they were the two leading vote getters. Let's see it. But mm-hmm. no. LeBron just has to be a smart basketball player and give it to the mismatch with AD in the post working. Mm-hmm. Just whatever, man. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> I mean, there's really nothing else to say. Like, I don't, I don't. Uh... What a let. And then he misses the first one. Yeah, he said he missed it on purpose. Whatever. Um, but, and the guys were arguing with referees. Like, they were they were all into the game. Did you see, um, it was really late in the game. Kemba Walker got absolutely mugged in the corner. Uh, no, I did not. He got, like, smacked in the face or something and, like, fell and they turned the ball over and then it led to, a like, an oop on the other side. I was like, damn, they're really letting him play out here. I well, A, they were letting him play, but then they started calling fouls, and then the guys were like, they were arguing with the referees. Like It was like the NBA Finals, dude. They were going at it. Well, yeah, it meant a lot. I mean, Giannis was playing monster defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, that block that he had on LeBron. Was it goaltended? No. Yeah. I don't think I've seen a dunk like that ever. That was the closest goaltending I've ever seen in my entire life. And I don't, they didn't call it. Um, yeah. They called but, it clean, right? Yeah. But that was, that was the closest I had, I had seen like, like even on replay, it was hard to tell. Um, but uh, no, yeah, to put a score limit like that and then to have them like, because that, that's really cool. Like, you have the biggest names in the NBA, and they're all just flying around. Um, like, oh, there goes LeBron. Oh, there's Giannis. Oh, Kawhi's got the ball now. Now Chris Paul's got the ball. And, oh, there's Harden. And it was it was really fun. It was really fun. LeBron and Kawhi played really well together. They did. And Kawhi ended up winning the MVP. Um, he played really well. Yeah, so I think, he, I think the stat was he was the first player to win uh, – I think it was Defensive Player of the Year, Finals MVP, and All-Star MVP, something like that. Since Jordan. Since Jordan, yeah, something like that. Because <laughs> um, Jordan's, I think, definitely done that. Yeah, Jordan was the only other one. Um, or maybe, but, like, I don't know, David Robinson, maybe? No, nah, it was... Or uh, no, he hasn't won a Finals MVP. Yeah, it was just uh, it was just MJ. Uh, but it got the guys oh. playing hard. Um, and... Uh, that's that's what the NBA needs. It needs um, a fun All Star game, and that's what uh, that's what they got. So stick with that format and stay with it for the rest of time. Should um, should they do the twenty four and two numbering again? I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was awesome too. Honestly, just make the All Star game in Kobe's memory. Every yeah. like baseball has. Jackie Robinson Day, and that doesn't get old. No. They should do it. Yeah, just make the All-Star game 24-2. and two. Yo, NBA is making moves out here. Or do you think it'll be 24-8? and eight? Uh, They had 24-2. and two. 
Well, they had because they had twenty two for Gigi. Do you think they'll keep it twenty four and two, or do you think they go twenty four and eight? Um. So my heart says they'd keep it twenty four and two, mm-hmm. but this is going to sound really awful. But I don't think that two will have quite as much meaning in two to three more years for NBA fans. So they might yeah. switch it to eight. I understand. Like I'm not saying her death would be minimized, but I just feel like you would get more people being like, "Oh, why are they wearing two? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, Which is really, really sad. Yeah, it it comes off the tongue a little bit weird, but uh... yeah, it, it didn't sound. It it wasn't pleasant to say, but yeah, that's that's what my head is saying. What Sam is for those of you who are, if anybody out there is offended by that, he's not saying that her death is any less meaningful or meaningless. I'm trying to think of the best way to. I mean, like it's it's hard. He's not saying that one death meant more than the other. Yeah, um, but to the NBA, Kobe meant more than Gigi, so. Yes. Um, so. I, and we're talking about this in terms of the NBA. Yeah, not in terms of the actual death. Life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> death, yeah. life, you know, same yeah. thing. Life, yeah. <laughs> um, so, there's that that's going on. Um, there, I mean, there have been, some, I mean, so it's off season for the NFL, Mm-hmm. Um, and XFL uh, baby, and the XFL is. Uh, <laughs> have you watched any of the XFL? Like, no, I, I have not. <laughs> I, I have not. I have. I have no knowledge to give on the no, XFL. I don't care at all. Um, okay, cool. So we're gonna skip over the XFL. But if anybody who was, uh, if there was anybody interested um, in the XFL and listening to us talk about it, um, the league is going on, and. Um, it's it's still working, so we're gonna move on. Have we <laughs> talked about the uh, the Astros at all? No, we have not. Do you want to? We can. You'll let, you'll definitely know more than I do, but I can. I have my sort of opinion on it. Well, yeah, you. I think anyone has their own opinions on cheating. All right, sports. yeah. So let's uh, let's get into it. Um, so the Astros and their cheating scandal is like, at least in terms of punishment, is sort of. I don't think they've come down with a definitive punishment yet. Right, there hasn't been an official ruling. No, they're done. Well, so did they stri- have they stripped the title? No, they they've elected to not, and they haven't suspended any players. Okay, so that's they just the thing. Um, they pretty much just like forced the Astros to fire, like AJ Hinch and the general manager. I don't think they forced them to, but they they were fired consequently after, okay. and they were so... stripped. I think of. Maybe draft picks. That would make sense. Yeah. Um. So that's the thing. So, uh, do you want to run everybody through the the scandal because you'll definitely know how to explain it better than I will. Well, so what it was essentially is that um, in 2017, when the Astros won their World Series, um, they had a camera in their outfield. I think in their outfield dugout. To where they could uh, zoom in and see the signs given by the catcher. And then they could either signal or have like a uh, headphones for batters to where they would know what pitch is coming. That's essentially what happened. And they had that, I think, going throughout the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So the Astros hitters knew 
every pitch that was coming. Um, I don't think they knew location, but I mean, you hear like every baseball player, they're like, yeah, if I knew what pitch was coming, I'd be a lot better type of thing. Um, So that all happened and everyone is convinced that that is why they won, which I mean, it probably didn't hurt. Yeah. It sucks because they were a really good team. Mm-hmm. Like, really stacked. But I'm sure that helped. Um, and then, flash, flash forward. Flash for Fast forward. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know why you guys listen to us talking. I can't speak at all. <laughs> um, fast forward to 2019, where it comes out that the MLB is investigating reports that this happened from uh, former players that played for Houston and that are no longer, which if you freaking ratted out your former organization, what makes you, what, like, what does that make you? <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. I think it was uh, Mike Friars. Um, he was like hinting at, oh yeah, they cheated through that. And so the MLB um, investigated it and they came back, like with conclusive evidence that it was in fact true. And then you get all the firings of AJ Hinch is fired. And then Carlos Beltran, who was on, he was a, uh, like a dugout manager. He's a former Astros player. He just got hired as the Mets manager and was fired Mm -hmm. (laughs) or asked to resign, essentially fired. Um, So all that happens. And then, we're waiting for Rob Manfred, the commissioner of baseball to come down on the Astros organization, because we've never seen really anything like this since like Spygate or Deflategate. Right. Really. And nothing like that in baseball, but like a team wide cheating scandal in a very long time. And uh, most people feel like he came down really lightly and the Dodgers and the Yankees are really upset because the Dodgers lost that World Series in seven games. So if you think maybe if their pitchers uh, <laughs> were pitching on equal sta- equal right. standings, they would have done a little better. But And then the Yankees lost to the Astros in the uh, ALCS. So they felt like, well, I mean, we they cost us a spot to the World Series. And you have um, Altuve hasn't really apologized. Um, you have Bregman, who those are the faces of this organization. Um, he came out um, and he took a little a little bit of responsibility, but they haven't like truly admitted to like outright, yeah, we cheated, blah, 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 right. type of thing. Um, so that whole thing is going on. It's just, for me, it comes down to um, everyone feels like the commissioner's office of baseball hasn't handled this correctly. And we've seen it with Roger Goodell in the NFL, which we just saw it last year with the whole Miles Garrett thing. And we can get into that of should he be reinstated now or should he still have faced more punishment for hitting Mason Rudolph in the head with a helmet? Right. Um, but it's just, it's just crazy. Like you see the NBA is doing such a good job. And it's like, why can't baseball and the NFL get it right. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just weird. Like these are smart people. So heads of these. Do you think do you think the Astros cuz I know that uh one of the hypothetical punishments that was going around was completely stripping them of their title. Um, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Do you think that's fair? Would you like? Do you think that they should be stripped of their title? It's tough because I I don't think there's precedent in it. Like we hear it all the time in the NCAA, right? Where teams are stripped, but I really can't think of any pro sports teams that have been stripped of titles for anything. But has there been a, such an outrageous? Uh, well, well, I mean, you I, could say Deflate. I should was Deflate Gate. Yeah, kind of then, the same thing. Um. And there was Bounty Gate, but that's not necessarily cheating, um, per se. I mean, the NFL would probably say something different to that. Right. But <laughs> I mean, it's not like they were stealing it's, signs Yeah, it's not like they were PEDs or anything. Yeah. Like, it was just like Gate. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think stripping – that's tough because at the end of the day, like – Yes, they had they had that information, and yes, they were cheated. But at the end of the day, you still have to go out and play, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like, yeah, they they had a, they had an ace up their sleeve, a big ace up their sleeve, but they still had to go and perform too. And from what it sounds like, it was only really on one side. So they were they were stealing uh, signs. So when they weren't on offense and they were playing defense, you know, what if their pitchers, you know, their pitchers still had to go out there and play well, you know? And... Yeah, but it just gives them a competitive advantage. Oh, very much so. That should um, that's not based off of skill or no, not at all talent at all. Um, but. I don't know. I, I do think stripping the title is kind of, I don't know. I, I think I'm kind of 50, 50. Like if they strip the title, I think I would go, okay, makes sense. And if they didn't strip the title, I'd go, oh, okay. I'm if I it. am one Rob Manfred, I'd say strip it. I think, if, okay. So yeah, that's, that's completely different from my personal opinion on like where I stand. I agree with you in the sense that if if you're Rob Manford, yeah, take it. Because you have to knit this in the bud right now. Yeah. And if you take away a city's title, which pretty much in – and Rob Manford made this point. There's always going to be an asterisk, asterisk next to this championship yes. for now until the end of time. Well, until baseball becomes bankrupt because they're not making any more money. But, <laughs> but, but and they're paying their players five hundred thousand dollars or five hundred WNBA players are making more than major league baseball players. Yeah, five hundred million dollars. <laughs> uh, but well, Mike Trout will still, Mike Trout will still be making like three hundred million. But that's true. <laughs> but until then, there's going to be a well-known asterisk next. To, I think it's just. It's just the image that baseball is making as a stance against cheating. Mm. I think it's something you just got is tough. It is. I think it is definitely tough. Um, what, is, what is your opinion? Do you think it should be? Not what do you think Rob Manford should do? What do you think? Because um, I'm 50-50. Like, if they do it, then great. If they don't, then whatever. But if I agree with, like I said... I agree if you're Rob Manford, yeah, take it. But I'm asking you, like, just your... Does it opinion. make a difference to my life or how I view 
the Astros. Honestly, I always feel bad when teams get like that Louisville team that got their title stripped because of uh, Patino's um, uh, recruiting scandals. Mm-hmm. I just feel bad. Like <laughs> it's gonna sound like so. Like I don't know. I just feel bad for the players. You know. Okay. See. <clears throat> That's an, that's one thing that my mom was talking about because I ended up talking to her a little bit about this and she was talking about the players and that the players, if I remember correctly, she thought the players should be punished as well. So what's your stance on that? Do you think – what do you think the punishment no, should be you for can't, the players? You can't go into that. You can't open up that, that bag of worms because you don't know like exactly how much – a player participated in it or knew that it was going on. Like, that you was just, you can't prove that. Yeah, that was sort of my stance on it. She was, if I remember correctly, and I'm sure she'll end up listening to this eventually. So if, if so I'm she'll not let right, you hear about it. <laughs> yeah, if I'm not right, then I'll hear about it later. But I believe she was saying that if you're a player and you're partaking in that, then you definitely should be punished. And my my whole thing was, well, I agree with you in the sense that. <clears throat> If you're a player and you're participating in cheating, then you should be punished. But there's another side of that coin. Maybe the only reason you're participating in that cheating is because the organization is saying, no, you're going to do this. And if you're a player for the organization, you can't say no because they're paying you. And and why would you say no? Yeah, at that point, yeah. I mean, you can say no, but what are they going to do? You want to raise your batting average? Here's a quick, easy way to do it. <laughs> yeah, and then, well, not even that, but like, if the organization is saying, "Hey, yeah, we want you to cheat," and you say no, like, then they could. I mean, hypothetically, couldn't they just go, "Okay, well, then you're just we'll get not someone play. that will." Yeah, we'll get somebody who's willing to do it. So um, this is how I, because that's a good point that you're bringing up. Um, say we're playing high school football, right? And yeah. one of our assistant coaches sat in on the opposing team's practices the whole week and diagrammed every single one of their plays and somehow got the uh, the script for the first few drives, right? Mm-hmm. And they give it to you as a player. Are you really not going to take that and memorize it and know exactly what your opponent – that is cheating. It is. But, like, I, it's, it's, you're trying to win the game. Right, mm-hmm. and it's, I get what you're saying. It sounds weird to say like, "Yes, cheat," but but like <laughs> at that point, I don't know. Because are you really cheating at that point, or no, are your coaches you, making your coach you cheat? cheated? Yeah, and you're just reaping the benefits of it. Yeah. So is it really the player's fault at that point? I don't think it's their fault. They just did what they were told to do. Like if you're given. Say you have a, a test coming up in school, and you and one of your friends gets the answers to the test. Are you just gonna ignore that? No. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, and, would not would people not look at you and say, "Oh, you're stupid"? Like if Jose Altuve came out and he ended up in that 2017 run, he hit for sub 200. And he comes out and he was like, well, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be involved. Wouldn't people be like, 
well, dang, dude, you should have because you really struggled that that whole year. It's like you're just punishing them because it it worked. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I definitely agree that it, it, Rob Manford should strip the title, but I don't. I. I think we're both on the same page. I don't think it's the player's fault. That's the organization thing. It's That's the Astros' fault. That's not the player's fault. Um, and the players being punished for that, I, I, w- I wouldn't agree with. I, <clears throat> I, I don't think, um, I don't think that's, that's, that's a fair play. I think the organization can be punished, but the players themselves, no, 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 no. Um, <clears throat> I don't. I don't think that should be pun- they should be punished at all. Do you think uh, Miles Garrett should be back so soon? Yes. Yeah, so let's get into that. Were you surprised that it didn't bleed over into this season? This I was very season? surprised. <clears throat> I was a little bit too. Because how many games did he actually sit? Like four? six. I think it was six. That to me, that's not enough. No. <laughs> no, I agree. Like the dude almost killed someone. Yeah, I think it should have been at least. I think it should have been a full sixteen games. I if think sixteen would have done it. If you're Miles Garrett, the circus that's going to be coming into this year, you got the Browns totally were maybe the biggest disappointment of the whole season, and now you got Miles Garrett answering questions about all this. Mm-hmm. It's Ooh. like, Let me... how is that going to work? I want to check. Um, I want to check the, their schedule. I want to see who they play first. Can you imagine if they open with Steelers. Pittsburgh? Can you imagine? <laughs> well, I mean, oh, Mason man. Rudolph will be playing, so it doesn't really. <laughs> well, true, but I mean, <clears throat> well, what the heck? What? No, they can't do that. Let me check. <laughs> they play the Raiders. What? They play the Raiders. Well, they do end up playing the Raiders, but that's later on. Oh. Um, oh, my goodness gracious. Can I not just get, like, a regular, like, Cleveland Brown schedule, please? I tried doing the same thing for the Niners, and I couldn't find it. Even... I ended up seeing the Raiders schedule, like. I saw it on really... Instagram. <clears throat> yeah, really quickly. I if saw we're it going... the day after the Super Bowl ended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it came up really fast. Um, it has okay. So this website has their twenty 2020, twenty, twenty twenty one, and twenty twenty two. But they're not telling me when it. Oh my gosh! If this, if I'm going off of what I'm seeing in front of me, they don't play the the Pittsburgh Steelers until week five. Um, so don't quote me on that, everybody. But. Because I'm not 100 percent sure. <laughs> not a super reliable source. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure if that's correct. Um, but... It's weird because I type in 49ers schedule 2020, and I just get 2019. What the hell, Google? I'm on Bing. Oh, what the hell, Bing? <laughs> this is why Bing? you're losing to Google. <laughs> <laughs> Bing. <laughs> It's a freaking friends line right there. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever. It's really hard to run a sports podcast when you can't get the information in a timely. I fashion. have an article literally right here that says LSU Utah scheduled 
I mean, schedule home and home football series 2031-2032. And I can't get this freaking Cleveland Browns 2021 schedule. Whatever. I don't know. Uh, Okay, back to Miles um, swinging Garrett. Um, So, yeah, I was surprised it didn't bleed over into the season. I thought at minimum it should have been 16 games. Yeah. And if I don't remember correctly, but I think you and I were both saying – well, maybe it was just me talking about maybe he just, like, I wouldn't have been shocked if they just said you can't play anymore. No. I wouldn't have been surprised. Do I think it's, do I think they would have done it? No, because they let back in, like. They've they let, let back, back in, in much worse. Yeah, much worse, <laughs> but I also wouldn't have been necessarily surprised. Just like, in the, just because it was honestly, honestly, like. Well, no, I'm not going to make that comparison because then I'm going to sound really weird. It's not going to. It's not going to. I'm not going to be able to explain that without sounding. Um, try, <laughs> try. I want to hear it. Well, no, because I was just saying, like, so. Okay. So let me give this a shot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let me give this a shot. So. The Ray Rice thing, right? Oh, okay. We're going so there. The Ray okay. Rice okay. Thing, yeah. So there was video of that. Yeah. There was clear-cut video. Definitely. But it was an off-field incident that the only reason why he was associated with the NFL was because he was an NFL player. So, in your yeah. opinion, in your opinion, uh-huh. do you think there's a difference or a delineation that the, the NFL might look at one of this and say one of these is worse than the other? Oh, for now, sure. Now, I'm going to say the domestic violence one is 100% worse because it's domestic violence. Yeah. But, but what I'm also going to say is I think that the NFL can look at both situations and there can be a clear cut. I, one of them was an on-field during, game, during a live broadcast. I think it was a national game on-field egregious incident. And one of them was an off-field incident that was caught on camera and i'm just i I mean if you're the nfl like does that make a difference the fact that one of them was on the field and it was as egregious as it was it was in an nfl uniform in an nfl stadium during an nfl broadcast compared to a hotel elevator camera and the only reason why it was associated with the nfl because was because it was a player is there is there a difference if you're? There's the a huge difference, right? So I'm so I'm asking you like like explain that, and I'm not so, saying that I don't think there's a difference. I'm just saying like let's dive into that. So the Ray Rice, I think you can't really boil both of them down to simply like violent actions because one, and this is I think very important for the image of the NFL. One of the victims was a woman. Very much so. And the other was a football player. Yeah. And before we go any further. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just clarify real quick. The, yeah. The domestic violence. I'm not saying that what uh, Miles Garrett did was worse than what Ray Rice no. did. Ray Rice's incident was a thousand <laughs> times worse. <laughs> and part of the reason why I, I had talked about going into law enforcement for a very long time. And part of the reason why I was actually worried about going into law enforcement was because if I answered a domestic violence call, I think I would be, I think I would have a really hard time. Not murdering someone? N- not putting whoever, whoever the 
man is who was committing domestic violence, like throwing him through a window, especially if it was with a wife or a kid, especially if it was a kid. If it was a kid, oh I probably God. would hand it off to other people and say, I cannot be there because I'm going to physically hurt this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, if you're, I, I mean, I, if I'm doing the job, I wouldn't actually hurt the guy, but I would have a really, really hard time um, not – I'd have a hard time probably speaking to the guy because I couldn't send words like what I would want to say to him. Like it wouldn't do justice to what I actually felt. So yeah, yeah they better, violence. They better hope if I showed up, they better hope that he is handcuffed in the back of a police car. Yeah. When I show up. Yeah. Cause if I hear like, he's wait, running, what did this guy do? Wait, yeah. wait, wait, he did that to that girl or little girl or little boy right there nah uh-uh that that's not it yeah i'd i'd, I'd show up i'd show up and be like and if he was in cuffs i'd be like let him go let him go and let me chase him down <laughs> give him a 10 second head start and let me but sir him. that's against protocol no he he got himself free we all saw yeah. it yeah no like i know we have the canine but we ain't gonna need him let me go after him <laughs> let me go after him um uh, no, so yeah, so the Ray Rice, the Ray Rice incident was a hundred times worse. So what are you I'm saying just, in terms of like for the NFL? I'm just posing the question, like does does the NFL because they let Ray Rice back in, but it was after it was after a really long period of. It was time. like two years. I'm just asking, like, just out of curiosity, like, is there does the NFL look at each situation? differently and the re i don't i mean it's a hard i'm not even sure i know exactly how to phrase the question well i feel like the ray rice situation was a bigger event than the miles garrett because the miles garrett one didn't even last like in terms of like football media and football news it didn't even last i feel like more than like three weeks but the ray rice thing was like years in the media and talked about and discussed one that yeah and part of the reason why i'm asking the question is because if if you take if you take the incident that happened during the football game and you put it on the streets i believe by letter of the law what um miles garrett did was technically assault with a deadly weapon yeah but ray rice beat his wife no, oh, to no, the brink of her life no, in I an elevator yeah, and then yeah. dragged her out. No, I understand. What <laughs> I'm saying is what I'm saying is that Miles Garrett didn't get charged for a crime, yet if you take them out of an NFL uniform and you put them on the streets, he's being convicted for assault with a deadly weapon. Did Ray Rice get charged? I believe so. I don't know. It looks like his charges got dropped. I don't even understand how. <laughs> I, I don't even understand how so that would be possible. That's more of like a bigger question on how much uh, athletes have. So I'm looking this up. Right, I'm looking this up right now in California. If you're convicted of uh, which is a felony, assault with a deadly weapon, you could face up to four years in jail. So you take them, you take them out of, um, you take them out of, um, 
an NFL uniform and you put them on the streets, he's in jail. So th- this is also why um, you, you keep mentioning harping on the uh, the fact that this was on an NFL field. That's why it would, um, for me, the NFL would look at it differently than the Ray Rice situation. Because if, if a person just walking on the streets as it was a casual fan of football, maybe watches, maybe just watches the Super Bowl. If they see that Ray Rice video, they don't automatically associate it with football, right? Mm-hmm. But the Miles Garrett one, you they're in a uniform. It is marketing the NFL. That would almost make me feel like the NFL would be more strict in trying to like help like fix that image because that image is directly hurting the NFL. It's that Ray Rice was definitely hurting the NFL, but it like it has to take some like an init- another glance to see, oh, that's a NFL player that does that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in that way, I feel like the NFL would look at this event differently than the Ray Rice situation. And that's um, really more, yeah, that's really more the point I'm trying to, to ask is just... Which yeah. is like, why... Then then we ask, well, keeping that in mind, and we're 20-year-olds, well, you're 21, <laughs> we're young adults, and we can understand that. Yeah. Like, that NFL, that is something that people will look at and see this event and be like, oh, well, that's an NFL game. Like, I can see it's the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it's the... Uh, Cleveland Browns. Oh, I can see the Pittsburgh Steelers because that guy is waving a helmet. Oh my God, he just hit that guy in the head. Yeah. <laughs> like, this isn't, you can't mix it up with an XFL game or a CFL game. Like, this is an NFL game and it directly ruins your image. Yeah. And for a league that has been trying to fix their image since the Ray Rice scandal, you would just think that they would do anything in their power. Okay, to you, fix just, it. you found the word that I was looking for. You found the okay, so you found the phrase that I was trying to ding I ding ding. I did it. Yeah, you found it. That was the question. I, that was the question I should have been asking, and then that was the the right word I was looking for. Image. Uh-huh. The Ray Rice incident doesn't. It does affect the NFL's image. Duh, he was an NFL player, but I think it does more to affect his image. Oh, definitely. Than the like NFL. Yeah, than the NFL. If you're if you go to the Miles Garrett one, it is directly related. Like, you can't get – there's no hiding the fact that that was an NFL game. <laughs> if you tried to blur out all the NFL on there, you couldn't see anything on the screen. You wouldn't know what would happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, that's – yeah. So, that was the word I was looking for. Image. The the Ray Rice incident, yes, it affects the NFL because he's an, he was an NFL player. But I think people look at it and they go, okay, that was a Ray Rice – problem not an nfl problem when they decided to let him back into the league yeah then it uh, then it comes yeah that is a different story but with the miles garrett um part yeah that was there's no getting around that that is directly 100 percent the nfl happened during an nfl game mm-hmm. so that hurts the image of the nfl more than that ray rice incident now I would say that the league electing to allow Ray Rice back into the league after that yeah, is yeah. worse than the Miles Garrett thing. Wait, no, you definitely – that's – Jason, you're so smart, man. <laughs> Touching on it 
if the NFL had nipped the Ray Rice situation in the bud immediately and said he was not allowed to play football, their image would not have been as hampered as no. saying that he's allowed in. That people, I think it's really tough in our minds because it happened so long ago. So we just associate what happened after with the actual event. But it's who knows what would have what we would think of the Ray Rice domestic violence like event, what happened if the NFL had handled it better. Yeah, because I think in public opinion, if there were there are two dis- two different scenarios that could have laid out. You have at the center of it, you have the Ray Rice incident. The, so that that happens. So yeah. there are one of two routes that the NFL can take. Mm-hmm. They can go, okay, there's a zero tolerance for that. You're never coming back into the league. It's like an RPG game they have to play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. What do you do next, Roger? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so you have you have the Ray Rice you have the Ray Rice incident, and then you have you have one of two ways you can go. You can go okay, which well, is zero tolerance. You're never coming back in the league. And if you do, would, would people not have been like, oh, like I saw the video. That makes total sense. Yeah, I think everybody would have would have nodded their head and gone, "Yeah, okay, that makes sense." Okay, that makes. Oh, the guy that beat his wife and dragged her out of the elevator—he's not an NFL player anymore. Okay, that that kind of makes sense. Yeah, they're like, "Where's the evidence?" Oh, there's the video. Of oh, the whole thing. oh, there's oh, the okay, video. yeah, oh, yeah, mm. yeah. There's no getting around that. Okay, good job, NFL. <laughs> and I think everybody would have patted them on the back and said, "You know what? Good job, NFL. You're making the right call." And then when they say that. When they do that, they say zero tolerance. Now, now they, the NFL totally, totally cuts all ties to Ray Rice and goes, "This is no longer our problem, Ray Rice. You, you handle this on your own. You're no longer associated with the NFL." And then the NFL walks away with that. I think pretty clean. And they set a precedent too, because whenever another domestic violence event happens to this scale or to to any variety of barometers that you want to try to measure domestic violence or whatever um cuz i don't think Did you, you can... say barometers? Bar- barometer. Are you trying to say parameter? No. I I meant barometer. Okay. It's like a measuring however whatever oh, yeah, tool was... you want to use to measure it. Yeah, it's an uh it's an instrument measuring atmospheric pressure. Yeah, yeah, the pressure. Yeah, okay. Of I just wanted to make sure. Situation. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever thermostat you want to yeah. use. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but just, you're right. Now the precedent. Yeah. Yeah, you set because because whatever whatever event happens after that, you can look to this and be like, well, I mean, he's not playing football anymore, so you're not either. And it's simple. <laughs> Yeah, like you go. Okay, we did this once. We'll do it again. But so, no, they shot themselves in the freaking foot. Yeah. So <laughs> here's so they had that option to go to cut all ties, but then they let him back in. But then mm-hmm. they say, you know what? No, you can come play. And because of that, then everybody looked at the NFL and go, went, well, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> like, if you're gonna let that guy in the league, then what else are you? Because <sighs> I think for most people, I think for most people. For most people, unless you're just a horrible person, I think for most people, domestic violence is like kind of at the top of the list for most, like some of the most heinous things you could do. They don't deserve a second chance. 
Yeah, at that point, like if you like, if you don't know that that's not acceptable and then that's not a good thing, then I, I don't would know, you I don't... put um, domestic violence above manslaughter? Well, I think if you kill somebody, then that's no, but like manslaughter, like unintentional. Maybe. Let's rate crimes. Yeah. Is manslaughter worse than domestic violence? I feel like uh, because of that intent, yeah, I, think I would has, judge I think someone boils more down to intent, for domestic yeah. violence. Yeah, I think it comes down to it. Than if you like were texting and hit a little kid crossing the street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so awful yeah i yeah because i think if i accidentally ran you over with my truck yeah i think that would be wouldn't be as bad as if i just i think my mom could forgive you after that yeah but i don't think she could forgive me if i like beat you senselessly with a just beat the crap out of you no i don't think we'd be friends at that point yeah so i there's a level of uh yeah there's a difference but we're getting off track (laughs) (laughs) um it was an important question yeah um but yeah, then the NFL just says, no, we're going to let him back in. And then they go, whoa, everybody sort of like takes a step back and go, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. You're okay. So what are we really doing then? Like, are we just going to let everybody back in the league then? Mm-hmm. So and then they immediately bring themselves back into and they they open up this this ability for the public to go. What are you doing, NFL? What are you doing? Roger, what are you doing, man? Yeah. And so it, it comes it comes down to image and they had a, they had an opportunity to like you said, set a precedent and they elected to go away from it. And then you have something like this happen. Uh-huh. Which is the same same opportunity. Yeah, same opportunity to go, okay, you know what? We're not going to stuff like this isn't going to fly. And they they don't they I don't think they're taking advantage of it. At like, least if you're not gonna if you're not gonna say he's not gonna play and I I think it would be a little harsh to say that you're not allowed to play in the league. But if you're not gonna suspend the guy for a year and you're gonna only give him six games, then I don't know. Why not everybody just start whacking people with helmets? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like like NFL sure up the on the field product. Because there's a level of um, uh, innocence in the fact that, well, we can't, like, control players off the field. But these players are on the field. Mm-hmm. They are within your jurisdiction. You need to ensure, I mean, as much as you can in a sport like football, player safety. Mm-hmm. Guys cannot look at this and be like, well, Shit! I'm gonna start kicking guys if <laughs> yeah. they if they uh, if they uh, um, if they sack me or something. I don't know. Uh, if they tackle me hard, I'll kick well, them in the head. Uh, well, I'll I rip well, their helmet they, off. I like Garrett is saying that uh, Rudolph said. Uh, no, I, don't, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I'm not sure. I definitely think something was said. No one else has come out and said that Rudolph said something. Nobody on the Browns, at least, yeah. Yeah, no one on the Browns or the Steelers. Yeah. Well, I think. Well, I don't think the Steel. I don't think anybody on the Steelers. Would sure, go. they would. I don't. If think he they said would the N word, 
I still think you'd defend your teammate. Hell, if you said the N-word in a game, I'd call your, your ass out on it. Well, I mean, yeah, but I also think that um, that's something you do behind closed doors. No. No, I You don't see, want I that think... guy as a teammate. You burn that bridge. I don't know. I always, at least, I, I'm I'm of the idea that you can ha- you handle that stuff behind closed doors, and as a to the media, you come out and you say, "Nah, we didn't like." I, I don't know. I think I think there's a difference. You you handle that internal affair behind closed doors with each other, and then to the public, you go, "Yeah, everything's fine." So, so if your teammate is the biggest douchebag of all time. And you know... Like, he's just an awful person to your teammates and everything. Are you going to defend him? What I'm not going to do is go out into the public and blast his character. I would. I would not. Because at the end of the day, he is my teammate, and I could hate him. But he could could not be your teammate. In the snap of finger. You're right. He could <laughs> not be my teammate, but he also is my teammate. And I've played with people. Oh, wow. You going to blast them? No. <laughs> <laughs> there were there were a handful of people at Roseville, even. Oh, that shoot. I, we that we I, definitely say a name now. <laughs> no, no. That, that, uh, not John, James. No. James. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, there there were people at Roseville who I'm not. Who I I didn't hate anybody at Roseville, but there were plenty of times where I did not agree with stuff that they said or stuff that they did. But I didn't go out and tell well, that's people. A little different. It's but it's not though. It's just on a smaller scale. That that means it's different. No, no, no. The situation is not is not necessarily different. That per like. I get what you're saying. Obviously, it's not an apples to apples comparison, but they're sort of they're similar in the sense that you don't just go out and tell people who aren't involved in the organization the problems that you're having internally. Like you don't do that. You keep it behind closed doors. They're a professional organization. We're not talking about a high school team that doesn't need to worry about image. It's fan, but still, it's not it's not the image that you're protecting. It's your teammate and at the end of the day you don't want to be that guy who ruins them bro it's a business well, we're never gonna agree on that <laughs> yo players gotta learn that it's a business and if you throw other guys on the bus that means that you're not getting traded that day you know i'll tell you what this episode i was a little bit worried about where we were gonna go i thought we were short of fishing for content I think uh, we the, should rank the most heinous crimes. That can be the committed. <laughs> I'll go first. Genocide. <laughs> <laughs> Genocide. Oh man. Um, yeah, I was a little bit worried at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, I we thought didn't, we we didn't do any planning. We uh, well, first <laughs> of all, I don't think we started off very strong. I think our I think our NBA All Star Weekend talk was. Uh, sort of middle of the pack for the episode <laughs> for the episodes that we've done uh, in the past. Um, but I think the end of this episode really picked it up. I think once you start stop talking about uh, your week, I think the show really got picked up. Oh, 
Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it. I, uh, well, it's not like my week had anything. Yeah, ain't nobody want to hear about your week. It was kind of boring. <laughs> like, I didn't do much. I had to watch a two-hour documentary this morning on Egypt. So that was that was interesting. What what time? Like, like the fall of Egypt? Or when they enslaved the Jewish people? No, nah, like when they had a bunch of crazy pharaohs. Oh, cool. Like Ramesses. Would you get a? Uh, would you get mummified? I get mummified. Yeah. I don't know if I could have a bitch in tomb like some of those pharaohs did. That'd be awesome. You know what <laughs> doesn't make any any sense? So you, so the pharaoh How they were dies. Able to build right? that stuff. No, that, that makes sense. They used engineering. Physics, engineering. <laughs> um. So, so your pharaoh dies, right? And you put him in the tomb. Why don't you just steal like the gold that's in the tomb and sell it for for money? And then you're not a peasant anymore. That's making tombs. Yeah, you would think that one of one of the uh, one of the uh, people living in Egypt would go. Well, shit. There's a bunch of gold. In- Let's just. I'm gonna go take this. Like, I, <laughs> he's not using Wait, it. But, I, but, but, but he'll come and and get you because he's still living in the afterlife. No, he's not. He's dead. He's dead. Look at him. He's right there. <laughs> Here, I'll open up his tomb. Look, dead. <laughs> hey, do you mind if I take your gold? Yeah, thought not. <laughs> Sleep well, buddy. Say something if you don't want me to take this. <laughs> and that's when the whole mountain shakes and then they all die. <laughs> um, speaking of that. Natalie and I just finished watching this show on Netflix, which, by the way, I do not recommend that you watch. Um, that I watch? Yeah, I do not recommend you watching it. Um, what is it? It's called The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, I would watch it. Oh, my gosh. Credit to that show for being a terrifying show and having ten episodes and maybe two jump scares. And it was one of the most... Um, really? And, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I think it maybe had... I can remember – I can only remember like three jump scares through the ten episodes. You know what I think it is? Jump scares don't mess with me. It's the things that like linger in my mind. Oh, yeah. That like don't really watch it. stick in <laughs> my head. Then don't watch it. <laughs> then where, don't like, watch it. Where like I close my eyes to go to sleep to get some peace and quiet and I just picture – picture Pennywise. <laughs> you won't get, you won't get, get, you won't it get in the – uh... My head. You won't get the bent neck lady out of your head. It's not gonna the bent yeah. neck lady. Yeah, the bent neck lady. Is You're that like her get... uh, Tinder profile name? Maybe, <laughs> maybe. But honestly, that show was phenomenal, and it had some. It had a bunch of people in it who I had never seen before, but uh, they they had gave some phenomenal performances, and it was an awesome show. And credit that show for being extremely tense and uh, pretty. Uh, pretty uh terrifying and not having like really any jump scares at all there was one really bad one in the second to last episode um uh that came out of nowhere it was one of those like that series it only like i said it only had maybe two three four jump scares throughout the entire series but when it had like one at the very beginning you're like okay the series is gonna have them and then it sets up stuff for this ep- for like another episode and then nothing comes and then another episode goes by and they set it up and then nothing happens and then out of left field one just boom out of nowhere and you like shit your pants when it happens because you just you have no idea that it's going to happen 
Um, so yeah, it was, it was an awesome show. Um, I, uh, I really enjoyed it and it definitely made me, uh, walk through my house a little bit slower. It's like looking around like, okay. So I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I wasn't listening to anything you just said. Um, that's okay. Ray Rice was on that Ravens team that won the Super Bowl in 2012. All right. And he was named the 13th best NFL player in the NFL Top 100 in 2013. Well, there you go. And then a year later is when this is when the whole thing happened. There you go. No, oh, one, how the mighty no wonder they reinstated his ass. Boy, yeah. was balling. Yeah, he was. He was. A, he was a good running back. Yeah, he was. He was a really likable guy too. He was up until uh, up until he just destroyed his wife. Who I think uh, they're still together. He, up until he went to Captain America <laughs> elevator, <laughs> elevator scene on everybody. Oh, I have man. to. Warn I feel you. bad for saying that, but I feel like that's a good analogy. I have to warn you if if you want to get out, get out now. Does anybody can want I, to get out? Can I get out now? <laughs> no, you need to stay. <laughs> Before we get started. But Ray, that meaning, I know it didn't go well, but it's not your fault. Get in the fucking elevator. <laughs> okay. Oh, we're we're yeah. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> <That's so far. laughs> um, oh, get over here. You just feel like seriously. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Goodness gracious! What has what what are what is this show? Oh man! It's um, nothing well, to I'll say, you, baby. Uh, it's nothing to say. I'll tell you what. What is the show? The show is coming to an end. That's what it is. This episode is coming. Yep, to this an is end, our please. last episode of all time. Um, yep. We really appreciated the support you guys gave us. Um, I just can't work with Jason anymore. He's just such an awful, awful partner. Um, I was ready for like a solid two hours waiting for him and he didn't even give me the time of day, the decency to like, let me know. Um, and I'm just fed up with it. Like you guys, the show ends and he just freaking bombards me with expletives. It's like, he attacks my character. He attacks my appearance. He attacks my self-esteem. It's like, I don't even know what to do. Like I literally just sit and cry after the show is over. Cause I know Jason is just going to hit me with a FaceTime call and I have to answer it or else um, he'll, he'll come in. <laughs> you guys just don't know. All I can say is I'm glad he's miserable. Like I, <laughs> I, uh, I don't really have anything to say to that. Like <laughs> I was and, not and expecting. <laughs> he's touched me. <laughs> oh God, please don't. <laughs> We were good. We were good with the uh, the fake stories, but that is just a little. Oh, bit so tough. so when the real stories come in, that's when it gets. Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> Start the fan fiction now. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> it's be like Batman and Robin. <laughs> who's Batman and who's Robin? Do you think? I'm not even gonna like pretend to answer that question. I don't even want to like. Because you you're gonna you want to say Batman, and you don't want to hurt my feelings. No, I don't want to answer that question. <laughs> you know what? I think I think you would look a lot better in um in the Robin outfit than I would. I think black really suits me more. You know, because of the dark hair. The dark hair. Yeah, yeah. And I can grow a beard, and like 
uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman might have a beard. He better not. <laughs> I think he's gonna be a good Batman. I think he will too. But I feel like your your uh, your like demeanor is really Robin-y because you're like really positive and like upbeat, and I'm like, I'm, ba- I'm Batman. Well, you if know. we're talking about if we're talking about roles on the show, I steer the show. So, see, Robin's usually driving, right? Technically, I would be Batman because I'm sort of. No, you're yeah. Alfred because you're driving Batman home after his lovely nights. Well, Alfred's a badass in his own right, so like, let's not. Yeah, let's you're not definitely Alfred. Alfred. No, you're definitely Alfred because you're an old man too. Well, then you're Rachel, because you don't do anything. Rachel! <laughs> you got burdened. Fire. Oh, man. Lego Batman. Lego Batman was a great movie. Rachel! Rachel. Oh, I, I Lord. Swear, I swear to God. Swear to me. <laughs> My favorite line was, do I look like a cop? <laughs> oh, oh, really? I don't yeah, even remember I, that part. I love that line. Isn't that um, in that conversation? Yeah. <laughs> Are you a cop? <laughs> and then he drops him off the building. Oh, that was good. Love that movie. All right, ladies and gents. We're going to end this episode. Thank you so I think much that for movie listening. was better than The Dark Knight. No. Hey, thanks for thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, <laughs> we really love the support. Uh, thanks for um tuning into that last week's episode too we didn't even talk about that uh thanks again dad for coming on that was really fun for me i don't know if it was fun for jason but it was cool to just talk to my dad i had fun third wheeling because he never calls me so that was the only time i got to talk to him oh well you can handle family matters off the show like like, Um... like ever since my parents split i just haven't had a good relationship with my dad and that's where we're going <laughs> to Just so you guys can be uh, sad leaving our show. This so. is The show is just therapeutic. <laughs> yeah. We were raking crimes, and now we're talking about divorce. So. <laughs> um, thanks for the most upbeat episode we've had so far. Um, hey, but uh, next week, promising a banger. Don't know what's going to what's gonna be on it, but it's going to be a good show. That's all I, I, all I can promise. Show. Every show's a good show. That's true. Except except for the shows that like we get off and like Jason will call me and we're both like eh. We haven't had one of those in a while, to be fair. And I don't think it was this one. I don't think it was this one either. Um hopefully our audience thinks the same thing. So thank you all so much for uh for listening at us as always and we will uh we'll see you again next week. Thanks guys. <laughs>